0: Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Jessica starts with us this hour. She's in Indianapolis. Hi, Jessica. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm all right, Dave. How are you? Better than
0: I deserve. What's up?
1: Good. Hey, um, first off, just want to say how much I appreciate you all. They say surround yourself with people you want to be most likely in life and uh so i listen to a lot of you and your team so well, thank, thank you, for you.
0: That. thank you
1: um yeah i just wanted to i'll kind of jump into it um little background i am um dealing with some health issues i deal with lyme disease and then a lot of um issues that have kind of come off of that mm. so i've been unemployed for about seven years um due to this and my husband left in. um early of 2021. And we officially had um, a divorce finalized this past spring. Um, I'm been living off of some settlement money, but it it is not lasting long. Um, I have to cover my own medical expenses and um, different, you know, my own personal things. I, I live with family, so I don't have um, the cost of like a rent or utilities, but everything else is on me. Um, And I guess I'm just I know the Bible talks about, you know, being prudent and planning ahead. And so I'm looking at my situation and um, being unable to work, but without an income, not really sure where I'm going to end up here in a few months, what I'm going to do about this situation. And so I guess I'm just looking for some counsel on um, what maybe I can be doing with what I have left or what can I be doing to prepare because I definitely don't want to be, um, you know, when he walked out, I was left with this uh, vulnerable feeling I've never felt in my life of what do I do about my money, and I never want to feel that way again. So my hope is to get back to working again. But until then, what can I be doing to prepare myself for financial stability when I get there? How old are you? Uh, 33.
0: Who are you living with?
1: um parents at the moment
0: at the moment how long will that last
1: oh as long as it needs to (laughs) okay
2: what's the what's the barrier between you and getting a job going back to work is it cognitive you get tired is it movement what is
1: yeah no it's um all of the above okay um it's being able to do physical it's very much cognitive i actually Uh, love the King Coleman show and he inspired me a little while back that, um, when my husband left, I actually went ahead and got a certification myself to be, um, a coach, but I've not been able to follow through with it just because, uh, not, I mean, everything else with life, my body's just taken an even harder hit over the past year and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. so my, my body has not allowed me to do anything with that, but I have it in hopes that I will get to use it um
2: coaching can become very hard because you're taking on you're carrying two people's stuff or you're sitting mm -hmm. in two people's mess yours and whoever you're sitting with um Mm -hmm. my recommendation right now would probably be getting some teeny tiny little wins what does it look like to get um seven hours a week at a thing Mm -hmm. and practicing how you feel and being very intentional right um this has been -hmm. going on seven years and so at some point you you balance whatever pain you're in whatever cognitive brain fog you've got whatever lyme disease downstream stuff you got going on with this identity that i can't do anything Mm -hmm. and that i'm used i'm completely dependent on other people and that that dependence is terrifying once you realize oh nobody's coming for me he left Right, and so seeing yourself make some teeny tiny progress, find out what your limits truly are, because it's been seven years, right? Right. And you've probably tried every remedy in the world for Lyme. It's just a mess that can be a quagmire, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Why have you not been declared um, permanently disabled and aren't receiving SSI? Well, that was the other. Yeah. Why haven't you? Yeah. Social Security benefits.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually in the process of that and that's a whole thing. Uh, at this point I'm waiting. I mean, it's been for 7 a,
0: years. Why why are you just now in doing that?
1: <laughs> because when I looked into it in the past, I got bad information and um it was my understanding that without a diagnosis, I couldn't apply for it. I mean, I had so a guy I, I had a
0: guy on the team that got Lyme disease and he's collecting on our disability policy still and that was a decade plus ago and he's also collecting SSI.
1: Yeah, I was told, um, I don't remember who it was, but in the past when I looked into it that without a diagnosis I wasn't able to collect and I just received a diagnosis this year.
0: Oh, the Lyme disease diagnosis year. was now? After six years?
1: Well <clears throat> Yeah, I've been to doctors like continually. So yeah. I I just had someone about a year ago say, Have you been tested for this? And I was like, No And so There it is. That came later than That also the time opens up some treatment
0: options that you didn't have prior to
1: yeah we the thing is um that in treating for or that going so long without it being identified you start developing a lot of other issues mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now there's kind of a big because what he just, had no, and, well. or,
0: or, or, I, don't, I don't know what else you've had symptomized but I'm, I'm no doc but i just watched him he's my friend he worked here was extreme mm-hmm. fatigue
1: oh yes he thought extreme he had mono word. he thought he had mm-hmm. mono yeah, You
0: know, he thought he had a a, a, a neurological disorder, hmm. which Lyme disease kind of right. is. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, wow. Okay, so, yeah, he, he, listen, yeah. either you get functioning or you go get SSI.
1: So, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of trying to get SSI, but they told me um, I'm waiting. I've got a 12- to 15-month wait just to get my hearing date because um, I'm working with a disability attorney to try and get help with that, and I've been denied two or three times now it's going to court. And they'll but deny they call you me. and deny
2: you and
0: deny you and deny you that's their they, game well that was prior to the non disease diagnosis though
1: no 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 that's now you've been denied after the that. diagnosis yeah and they're Why? telling me i likely will not win my case Why? because Why? the time frame i missed it by a month of the five year mark i had to apply
3: hmm
4: so, okay, so then, I have then to we're, back, not we're back. We're yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't, can I'm I not do? arguing that.
0: I'm just trying to get you some eating yeah. money. I'm just trying to get no, you some I money understand. to eat with.
1: All
2: right. So, yeah. um, because right. my
1: family can't carry me, they can put a roof on my head. But, but the rest I, I is listen,
2: on me. I've, I have a, a friend who continued to keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up with SSI, and they kept denying, kept denying, kept denying, kept denying and then just had a successful outcome years so don't give up that don't give up that yeah
0: and in the meantime then i would go with john and let's say look for some small wins look for some things you can do without lifting a car um and um i mean we just had a really thorough cognitive conversation with you here for you know five ten minutes so that no, that means i know you can do that Right, and uh, maybe coaching's not it right now. No, but I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff you can do these days, uh, with the from home. Yeah, maybe you're an advocate for people that have got stuff like this. Sure. I don't know, uh, but anyway, th- th- there's some employment for you that you can do with the limitations. But you just got to search it out and figure it out. Probably self-employed of some kind. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Pandaloni Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. We talk about a lot of things that you do to be successful with money around here. Let me tell you one of them that will break the, break the back of the whole thing for you. Generosity. We probably don't spend enough time talking about the power of generosity to transform your life. The generous person's life and uh, it does every year around this time heading up to Christmas we always do a uh, an annual giving show where we take calls for three hours with your giving and receiving stories stories that blow people's minds with generosity where you've received or you've given we want to hear your actual story from your actual mouth on the show email us at ask at RamseySolutions.com. The email address is ask at RamseySolutions.com. December the 14th, we're going to be sharing these. Our giving show will be that day. And uh, just put in the the subject line of your email, giving, and the team will get back to you and schedule you to be a caller. We don't tell you what to say, but we set up the time for you to call uh, and be a part of the giving show. Again, the email is ask at RamseySolutions.com dot com giving in the subject line. Chris is with us in Odessa, Texas. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I, uh, I can't believe can't believe I got through. Well, we're glad thank you, you, you so did. Much. How can we help? Well, I got a question for you. I'm looking for some advice. Um, to make it short and sweet. Um, I'm wondering, do I stay with a physically comfortable job that barely pays the bills, or do I go back to something that I left because it was becoming physically,
2: well, physically painful um, for double the salary? Uh, Before I answer that question, or we answer that question, why have you boxed yourself into either no money and it's soft and cushy, or... I can't physically do the work, but it makes a lot of money. Yeah. How about C? None of the above.
4: <laughs>
0: well, um,
5: unfortunately, because I, I, um, I, those are the, the things I know the best.
0: Ah. Okay.
5: And so, and, uh, and what, what age, are you making
0: and, at the cushy yeah. job that's not physically demanding? Um, uh, okay, at the cushy job is not physically demanding. Uh, right, uh, just under sixty a year, and the other one's one twenty. Uh, well, close. It's uh, it's one ninety four. Okay, and um, Odessa. So what oil field? Yes, sir. Okay. How old are you? I'm fifty eight, and therein lies part of the
5: problem. You know, because uh, um, I'm kind of uh, kind of a, a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, in 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 the eyes of employers now.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you? Is there a possibility to move on to get some credentialing so you can go be a supervisor at some of these sites, I,
3: or go, go test the
2: go, go test the water and go test the the um, the gas extractions? I mean, there's there's different ways to be involved in this field and make killer money. You just gotta have to go back and get some certifications. or That's two. not a roughneck. Yeah. It's not out turning wrenches? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah.
0: Um, I I guess it would be. Um, I got a I feeling you have kind of, knowledge about that stuff from just practical hands-on common sense knowledge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do. I
5: yeah. do. And I've been a mechanic for thirty years before this. So. Yeah,
0: you you can smell this stuff long before the analysts figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so what if you were also an analyst, is what John is saying, or whatever. You're a certified dot, 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 fill it in, that you kind of used to roll your eyes at, but they make good money, and they also utilize your knowledge and experience of the oil field. And your knowledge and experience put with a little bit of education in that area might make you very valuable and unusual, kind of a unicorn.
2: Yeah, there's a reason why they all their trucks are nicer than, than the young guys. Can I ask you a personal question, Chris? Go ahead. You got in trouble with the law before? No, no, never. Okay. I sense some hesitation. What is it that is keeping you from taking a leadership position or moving in towards towards that role? Why do you see yourself at 60 years old as just a guy that turns wrenches?
5: Well, I, I, I love doing it. I'm very good at it. And part of the reason I'm in the oil field for the last couple of years is because that's what I did for uh, a long time. And when COVID came and everything was shut down, um, you know, the the dealership I was working at, um, you know, it got just got too tight and they hung on to me as long as they could. But uh, you know, the first ones to go are the overpaid, you know, managers and service managers and uh, the new hires.
2: And unfortunately I was one of the overpaid service managers at the time. Uh, I bet with your experience, you weren't overpaid a penny i bet you made them <laughs> money hand over fist because you're really good at what you do man you're one of those guys like dave said you can smell it like you you can feel an engine like a heart surgeon can feel it inside of somebody's chest cavity hmm. you're really yes, good at it right sure yes,
0: okay so here, here's yes, what i sir. want here's what i want all right um what john and i are both poking around on and i'll just say it out loud as they the uh the options you presented and the words you used to present them um indicated that I uh, that your confidence in you is lower than our confidence in you and we've just talked to you for a few minutes we think that you are much more valuable than you think you are
5: yeah that that uh, that, that is part of it
0: yeah because if I'm you believed by God I'm valuable you'd go take three classes at the community college put a little certification after your name, and walk in like a stud in the middle of this next thing and own it.
2: You'd buy yourself a second dually to get out to your, your sites with, and you test the water, and you tell those knucklehead young kids or out there. whatever it is. Exactly.
0: I, I don't care. Whatever area that you've got knowledge in that you could step back and use your mind in instead of your back mm-hmm. uh, because you've got the experience that's stored in your mind. Right. And that experience is not duplicatable in a 24-year-old right. college graduate. It's, it's just not.
2: Or my buddies that left college and just went straight to the work
0: field, right? I mean, to oil fields Either one. If they're 30, you know, you, the, dude, you just, the, you know, there, there is a value to the human experience. There's a value to you've been standing there when this happened, uh, and, and you can't replace that. That has, that's quite the opposite of I'm not employable because I'm 58. Instead, you're quite employable because you're 58 that's right if you turn the narrative a little bit and twist it on its head to go a different direction so that's the way i'm going to think about this so uh i'm going with c of your options none of the above and i'm going to figure out a way around the edges of this where i get to do something that's not backbreaking, but that i get to plug into a business that i know a lot about an industry that i know a lot about but plug into it from a different way than i ever dreamed of before It's as if you were 18 years old and you got a fresh start with a clean whiteboard and you could pick out anything you wanted to do. Now go do that. That's right. Uh, And I really think you should, and I think you can. Uh, more than you did at the start of this call. So uh, I'm going to plug you into Ken Coleman's stuff. He's one of our Ramsey personalities here. You may want to talk to him on the Ken Coleman Show or when he's on here one of these days. In the meantime, I'm going to send you a copy of his book, Paycheck to Purpose, and I'm all going also going to sign you up for his assessment. I want you to take that. It's all free. We're going to give it to you free. Because we believe in you and we think you can go do some stuff now when you turn this around and you're making 120,000 130,000 doing something else that is doing the stuff we're talking about we'd love to hear back from you that our belief
2: in you was well founded that's right and I've I mean this happened with my buddies who are police officers my buddies who were wrench turners my buddy I'm you know I'm from that area who were out um, you know uh, turning wrenches in the oil field we are the roughnecks we're the guys that get it done leadership is over there And then I've got friends who are in leadership who are like, I don't sweep the floors. That's for those folks. We got to get over that, man. And at some point, I think you're a gift if you can take your wisdom and knowledge and transfer it to the leadership. You can be the leader that you never, ever had. What a gift, right? And vice versa. You can be a leader that goes and picks up a broom and you do whatever it takes to help everybody be successful.
0: First church I went into, I went into the fellowship hall. There's an old man setting up chairs and I'm like, hey, who's that? Senior pastor. Senior pastor. That's leadership right there. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Kevin and Elizabeth are with us. Welcome, guys. How are you? Doing good. Good. Good Good to have you. (laughs) Where do you guys live? Irvine. California. California, Awesome. Welcome to Nashville. And uh, how much debt have you paid off?
6: We paid off $132,256.
0: Excellent. How long did that take?
3: Two years, six months.
0: Two years and six months, and uh, your range of income during that two years and six months we started at
6: thirty-eight thousand and ended at one hundred twenty-one thousand and eight hundred and forty-two dollars. Whoa!
0: Okay, very cool. <laughs> what do y'all do for a living?
3: Um, well, I used to be a behavioral analyst, and mm-hmm. now I'm a homemaker.
0: Okay, and uh, I hang wallpaper for a family company. Okay, so how'd you go from thirty-eight to one twenty-two with that gyration? <laughs> well, Dave. Um, I know a lot of wallpaper. Man. Yeah, rich people
6: are They're more afraid of wallpaper than they are of leaves.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I removed well, I'd a I'd lot of wallpaper. i be very afraid of wallpaper. Yeah. Leaves will not kill you. <laughs> wallpaper will break up a marriage. Yeah, I've heard many horror stories. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. So you, that really, your, your business is thriving is what it amounts to. Yeah. I
6: In the beginning, it was like an apprenticeship with my dad, and I just started learning more and more, and I he trusted me with bigger jobs and more jobs, and just grew from there. Awesome. What kind of debt was the $132,000? We had Disney annual passes. We had uh, car loans, credit cards, student loans.
3: Everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Disney, he leads with Disney annual passes. (laughs) Yeah. That's the lead. On credit. (laughs) You owed money on them? (laughs) Yes. You borrowed on your Disney... Annual passes.
3: Well we were college students at the time. So Oh that even
0: makes that is even worse. You yeah. didn't even yeah. have kids.
2: Y'all were going for you. Yep. You I just like renew it every adult year. Adult
0: Disney people.
2: <laughs> oh no. I always wondered if y'all were for real. And
0: you are. <laughs> no, they're out there. They're out there. Now we've met a real one in the wild. Wow. <laughs> um All right. So uh Okay, how long y'all been married?
3: Um it's going to be Four years. Yep.
0: So, a couple years into marriage, mm-hmm. you looked up and said, uh, "The way we're doing this is not working." Tell us your story. What happened? Well, uh, when we first got married, we were looking
6: for a place. You know, we we're looking for somewhere to live, and we were looking to get a mortgage. And when the loan officer told us, "You know, you have over a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and your income is thirty-eight thousand dollars. What do you, you're not? What do you think is going to
0: happen? You're not going to get a house." So, so when, was, so when he quit laughing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was embarrassing. You were shamed shamed out of the mortgage guy's office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you did what?
6: Well, I had heard your, like, a commercial for your show uh, in, like, my dad's truck when we were on our way to work. And I checked it out one day and I pitched the idea to her and she was against it and I was for it. And
3: he's crazy. I'm not going (laughs) to do that. (laughs) You're not going to control my money. And, you know, after that conversation with the financial um, advisor, we were like, Okay, we, we have to grow up and you know get on a plan and
0: why not this one? Yep, yep. So you plugged into our stuff. How how did you get how did you get lined up with ours? Honestly, we just listened to the podcast. We listened to the
6: radio show, and I got your audio book. Mm-hmm. I've listened Books. to it probably like six times, and
0: every time I feel like I'm getting off track, I just listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. We
6: yep. suck
3: to it.
0: What what brought you around to this, Elizabeth? That that shocker from the mortgage guy, or
3: um. Yeah, it was the the shock of like what do you mean? Like I'm working so much, why why don't I have money to do things? Uh-huh. And um like after hearing that, it was it was eye-opening and you know, we we really had to sit down and um in order like in order for us to work in in a marriage. I really thought like, okay, we we need to both get on a plan. Yeah. And I mean, we started and I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And that try ended up like helping us all together
0: Mm. two years or six months
2: later yep you're free yes what does that what does that feel like because it it sounds like you've never seen this done before like Mm -hmm. you you maybe you didn't come from families that that treated money this way how does this feel because this is all new
3: yeah it feels um surreal i mean people i mean even in our own family look at us kind of crazy of like how are you doing this what is this going to get to you but um it it has helped us so much in our marriage and our our journey of becoming parents. Um, With our first pregnancy, um, we, like our son, um, we found out he had like a heart condition and um, we had to really pick a plan to, in order to help him out um, as he was going to be born. Mm -hmm. And that like, that called into being um, like relocated to Pennsylvania. and you know, through it all, um, we were blessed with um, seven weeks with him and um, by his bedside. And the fact that we didn't have to worry about money mm. and we could focus on him, like that has helped me like even after losing him
2: mm. <laughs> what a, what an amazing way to you did the work up front so that you so that you had the opportunity to honor that beautiful little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as pot, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing testament. Yeah. Um, you had the honor and privilege of just getting to... To be with him. Mourn and, and mm-hmm. hold your son, right? Yeah.
3: And then shortly after we, we lost our son, we found mm-hmm. out we were having another son and you know (laughs) (laughs) with all those things that we can't control in our lives um we are truly blessed that you know um we are able to control our money now and that we're able to be in a sense like stress-free from that so that Mm. we can focus on our family and each other Mm. and you know the the things that we want to do in our lives
0: yeah and number two is here and healthy yep
6: yes
2: yes that's amazing guys
0: wow
6: stork mode is so important when you say to stop and stockpile cash i mean that was
0: just life-changing for us Mm -hmm. well i mean you're yeah you uh, i can't i can't breathe just hearing the story well (laughs) you know and and if you had to worry about um money and Mm -hmm. all the other stuff that would just be more than you could bear yeah and i mean
3: we were blessed with like a community and church um our church really supported us through everything and Mm -hmm. um like having those skills of managing our money, like their help with their contributions, like it was allocated in right, the correct places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow.
0: What a That's story. Amazing. Yeah, you got a little exclamation point on your debt free, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, to say <laughs> the least. To say the least. A couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing! What
2: an incredible reminder that no matter who we are, how much we plan things out, life's coming for us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it's going to surprise us in good ways, and it's going to surprise us surprise us in devastating ways. And if you've done the work to take control of your, at least provide yourself a foundation financially, um, you're ready to with c- come what may, right? Yeah. What a blessing y'all are. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You want
6: to take
3: this one? You get take it. <laughs> Honestly,
0: the it's
6: following the steps how you lay them out there's no deviating from the plan you got to follow the steps and you just got to stick to them long term it's like it's hard sometimes you get distracted and you want to you want to do other things you want to go out with your friends but just like really sticking to it and keeping your head down and just just keep going yeah just following the steps to the T.
0: yeah you had every excuse in the world with the with the heartbreak and the yeah. process you went through to go off the rails and to go do something crazy with money and medicate, mm-hmm. you know the, the the sorrow and the grief with it, and you chose not to. You chose to just stay on a plan, uh, which is do nothing except pile up cash until yeah. baby comes, and then you get to do it again. Do nothing but pile up cash yeah. till baby comes, <laughs> and, uh, and and then the net result is today, one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars gone in two years and six months.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And a lot of life lived during that time. Yeah. Yep. And a lot <laughs> of wallpaper taken off. A and lot. taken down. Yep. It was a lot of wallpaper. <laughs> that's a lot of wallpaper. <laughs> hey, we've got the uh, Total Money Makeover book for you, the Baby Steps Millionaires book for you, and a one-year membership to Financial Peace University for you. That's the Live and Give bundle. Enjoy it or give it, whatever you want to do. Kevin and Elizabeth and Luke from Irvine, and your son's name—that's in heaven, Luke. Hudson.
3: Oh, Hudson in Hudson. heaven.
0: Hudson, Hudson, awesome. One hundred thirty-two thousand paid off in two years and six months, making thirty-eight to one twenty-two. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream.
3: Three, two one we're We're debt free
7: free.
0: and luke has on a mickey shirt note (laughs) himself no this is the ramsey show Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey, personality is my co-host today, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, author of the number one best-selling book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. Well, we're in the holiday season where our brains are focused on buying presents, decorating our homes and all the Christmas and New Year's celebrations. All of a sudden, it's January and you feel like you're behind on everything. A little bit of a financial hangover. Doesn't have to be that way. When you start the new year, you could start strong. You can start by joining us for the Building Wealth Live event here in Nashville on January the 12th. This one-night event will help you kick 2023, help you start it off feeling confident about your money, even in this weird, crazy economy. George Camel, Rachel Cruz, Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney to my right, and I will be there. We're going to walk you through a plan to get on track and build wealth. Yes, right now it is still possible. Our Building Wealth Live events have been a huge hit. They've been sellouts all this year, and we just wrapped out wrapped up the sold-out fall season. It was awesome. Our January event will be here in about 20 seconds, and it'll be at the Ramsey headquarters right here. And then we're headed to Indianapolis, Austin, Salt Lake City, and Anaheim with dates in the spring. We're telling you, if you need some motivation, this is the thing. Passes for all of these start at just $39. Head over to RamseySolutions.com slash events, Building Wealth Live. In Nashville don't miss it Ramsey com slash events Phoenix is on the line and uh, that's Ed calling hi Ed what's up
7: hello Dave thanks for taking my call sure how can we help well I you know I'm just uh, you know in this turmoil that we're in the middle of with the with the markets and everything and I've been retired for a few years <laughs> had a divorce late in life and uh, which which allowed me to be uh debt free but it was very painful. Sure. Um uh but uh you know I've got uh, I've got some pretty good money in the bank a little over a million bucks and or maybe not today the market's down a little bit but uh but I wake up every day looking at the markets and and pondering about what I should be doing and and I just didn't know if you guys thought you know I've got social securitys coming up pretty soon and I've got a retirement package that that'll give me some money um, since you thought I should uh, you know, purchase a house. How old are you? Uh, 65.
0: Okay. And your retirement package consists of what?
7: Uh, about 40,000 a year. Okay. Why would you and not did, purchase uh, a house? Why would I not? Mm-hmm. Well, uh Well, first of all, most of the money's tied up in 401Ks and and that kind of stuff, and so if I take that money i that, you know, $200,000 off for a down payment, um or even hey, try to pay cash for it. Uh, you know, I'm going to pay a whole lot of tax on that that deal.
4: Yeah.
7: And my rent is so. Is
0: what else tax, you going to you know. do with money?
7: Well, I, you know, my the idea is to keep it in work, keep it is, keep it where it's at, and let it uh, go up and down. And yeah, in the next good.
0: twenty years, rent goes up every year.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, that um was the, the thought behind that. and the, and the, here in the in the in the Arizona market, the, you know housing prices have just gone up through the roof um, they 're coming down a little bit now, but they 've been amazingly high yeah
0: they're not they 're not going to come down much more um i don 't think uh, I think there's just the market slowed down, but i 'm not seeing prices drop. Yeah. There were some unrealistic no. prices that are now getting realistic but um, yeah. but there's not a there 's not like a devaluation of real estate. So, here's the thing. If you live 20 more years, you're going to wish you owned real estate. Okay. I
7: plan on living
0: 20 years. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) think about 20 years ago.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you you wish
0: you'd bought something in 2002? (laughs) Don't you wish you owned something right now that uh, that you had purchased in 2002? So, yeah. And I'm going to pay cash for whatever I buy. No down payment. I'm going to pay cash for it.
2: You've got the money. Here's what I want you to do. This is going to be a spiritual practice for you. I want you to... Stop getting up and staring at the markets all day every day, strapping yourself in, into this roller coaster, going up and down. These are in four hundred ones. There's no business. There's no reason to torture yourself this way, man. You're making yourself nuts. Yeah, I'd leave it. I'd leave the leave the newspaper, leave the website alone. Just
0: stop. There's not a newspaper anymore. I'm sorry, but the um, yeah. they're, they're now pamphlets. But
2: um, <laughs> hop out of the covered wagon. USA the newspaper USA down. Today. That's right. Yeah, so pamphlet. Um, Just stop. Just you're making you're torturing yourself. Buy a house, man. Buy yep. a small, reasonable house for a, for a Go one Go buy guy. you a three
0: or four hundred thousand dollar house or condo, and that way you own it. You have no payments. It's not going up in rent. You've stabilized that part of your life. You're going to get a sense of peace and a sense of calm that being uh, at someone else's beck and call as a renter does not give you. Um, it is a good use for some of your million dollars. Uh, oh, and by the way, forty thousand will go a long way towards being able to live on it without touching the other money. That was forty you, plus Social Security, right? Don't, yeah, plus plus Social Security. But if you don't have a mortgage payment of any kind yeah. or rent payment, uh, you have a pretty good life on that. And if you want to use some of that other money to enjoy, that's fine. You got. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So let's say you spend four hundred thousand, and you don't touch the six hundred thousand. It'll be a million two in seven years, if you've got it in mutual funds. And um, then it'll be $2.4 million in seven more years if you don't touch it. Or if you do touch it and take a little out of it, it'll still be
2: $2 million. And while we're here hassling you, find something that you can do locally, whether that's getting a job that works part-time or you can be one of those super awesome guys at Home Depot that helps knuckleheads like me try to figure out what to do or um, – serving at a restaurant, do something that you've got to get up and go do every day. It's going to get you off the computer and get you off the television screen and and you can make a little money on the side um, or make some good money, but go do something. Sarah's in Minneapolis. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey show.
4: Hi guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Question about opening um, like a little bit of a side business. Um, My sister and I actually came up with an idea we wanted to do together um, I know it's not advised to go into business with, like, a partnership necessarily. Um, but just wondering, how do we go about then kind of what is it? structuring it? Or, um, we want to open, like, an kid, indoor kids' play area in our town. And it would be, like, a side gig. We both work um, full-time. So, so
0: who's going to run it while you're at work?
4: Um, we would have it open in, like, the weekend hours. And a few, like, days here or there when we have days off over the holidays. We would hopefully have someone also, like, staff it um, if we're not available.
2: This sounds like a really great idea for two moms who are desperate to have a place to send their kids. That is not a fully formed yeah. business idea yet.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah, you're yeah. not open. Okay. You're just going to be open no, when, okay. like, it's convenient for you
0: and your kids want to play. Okay. This is not going to be you're going to go broke. I mean, you're going to spend okay. 50,000 bucks building this thing and it, and it's going to take you 50,000 years to break even on it if you don't think this through a little bit further. You're not got enough customers, enough hours yet in your mind for this to Because okay. I mean, you're going to have to rent a spot and or where were yep. you going to put it? Like in a mall or what?
4: Yeah. yeah. Yep. We we're hoping in there's an area in our town or a mall that isn't being utilized. So we we're hoping to have some space in there that's not being utilized for like storefronts. We've been to other like play areas and just kind of fell in love with the idea. Um,
2: I've got, I've got, I've got a six-year-old. There. The idea sounds great to me that I have a place that I know is always open that I could take her. But I, in my life. Um, it's either going to be a routine, like we're going to go there every day or every other day, or it's going to be, man, the internet went out, the the movie we're going to go see is sold out or something, we can't make it, and so we're just going to show up. And right now, y'all are like, well, you know, every other weekend and a couple of days here and there, you need to sit down and come up with an actual business plan of what this would look like. Yeah. How are you going to be open normal hours that people can bring their kids? On a regular basis. Yeah. Because there's
0: all kinds of these uh, franchises now out there competing with you for play space that have every bouncy thing in the world in it, um, <laughs> rope thing in the world. I mean, I've been in them with the grandkids. I don't even know what they're called. But, um, yeah, you're competing with those, and you're going to have to have a real business plan. And then either you work for your sister or she works for you, and the other one put it in you own it or she owns it. We don't need to be partners. That's a good recipe for I don't want to be in this in six months, and then we've got a real problem.